Let's move to this episode's moment in the margins. So this was a hard one. I mean, I had a lot of good choices here. Mary Todd turned out to be fascinating, but not quite marginalized. Neither was my other choice, Dorothea Dix, who was also a great option. She was superintendent of nursing during the Civil War and would go on to lead prison and asylum reform, but I figured we would save all that for a twist of psych. But Clara Barton is a good one for sure. A nurse like Dix, she... A nurse like Dix. Oh my god. A nurse like Dorothea Dix, she pioneered treatment of soldiers in the Union Army and women's role in war during the course of the Civil War itself, and went on to help create the American Red Cross. She was a teacher, she worked with Susan B. Anthony in association with the women's suffrage movement, and she was even a civil rights activist working alongside Great for Another Day, Frederick Douglass. And this was cool, she even helped prepare military hospitals in 1870 during the early years of the Franco-Prussian War, which we have talked about on the show several times. But everyone knows Clara Barton. I mean, she's awesome, she's a little marginalized, but for Lincoln, for the one-year anniversary of DGMH, I wanted something more. And then I found her. Mary Elizabeth Bowser. My fucking goddess. But first... It's some history for you, a reason to drink for me. It's the history of the great minds that made history come to be. So who is Mary Elizabeth Bowser? Well, that's a bit of a mystery. Born into slavery on a Virginia plantation sometime between 1839 and 1841, Bowser's life is hard to figure out. And in fact, isn't even Bowser's. Her name was actually probably Mary Jane Richards. She was baptized by the Van Loo family in 1846, but by the time of this event was actually a free person. The plantation owner, John Van Loo, died, and his eldest daughter, Elizabeth, was able to convince the family to free all the slaves. Well, sort of. You see, Van Loo didn't actually have the power to free slaves in Virginia at the time, but she just kind of did it anyway, in a de facto not de jour kind of way. This didn't stop her from sending Mary Richards to school in the North. By 1855, Van Loo had offered Richards the opportunity to move to Liberia, but she was truly unhappy there, and as a result, returned to Virginia just five years later. A year later, in 1861, she married Wilson Bowser, a servant on the Van Loo estate, just days before the secession crisis unfolded. It was during the Civil War that her story would take an interesting turn, as Elizabeth Van Loo would organize and operate a female spy ring out of her Richmond home. Providing valuable information to Union generals like Benjamin Butler, George Sharp, and even Ulysses S. Grant, the Van Loo household became a cited and valued source of information from the Confederate capital. During the early stages of the war, Mary Bowser made a point of tending to captured Union soldiers alongside Van Loo. But great opportunities to aid in the cause against the peculiar institution to which she was born prompted her to take on a very different role in the war, as part of the so-called Richmond Spy Ring, run by Crazy Bet Van Lu. During the war, Mary Bowser would actually find herself situated in a very unique position to provide Van Lu with incredible and extremely valuable information from the Confederate White House itself. 
That's right, Mary Bowser, at least on one documented occasion, provided information on the Confederacy from within the household of Jefferson Davis. Van Lew is quoted to have said, When I open my eyes in the morning, I say to the servant, What news, Mary? And my caterer never fails. Van Lew later said, Most generally, our reliable news is gathered from blacks. There's no proof as to whether or not Mary Bowser herself provided any information that helped turn the tide of the war in a way that James Armistead Lafayette did in the Revolution, but it is possible. Mary was a little hard to figure out, as she seemed to be quite good at changing and concealing aspects of her life, including after the war. Nonetheless, the Richmond spy ring under the leadership of Elizabeth Van Loo was certainly a wealthy source of information for Union generals, and I have little doubt that Mary Bowser was a crucial part of that success. But the war's end is where details on Bowser's contributions get a little hazy. Van Lu was given awards and payments for her services, but in order to protect those blacks that served on behalf of the Union from angry former Confederates, people like Mary were kept in secret, and as a result, quickly forgotten. Mary Bowser definitely went on to teach freedmen in the Reconstruction era, and of course was eventually freed from slavery by the Emancipation Proclamation after Virginia's fall. It is believed that she operated as a powerful speaker under the guise Richmonia Richards, speaking regularly about her life. She eventually went on to meet Harriet Beecher Stowe, and then she seemed to fade into obscurity. But did she get any credit for her service? Actually, yes. She would find herself in the U.S. Intelligence Hall of Fame, and was actually captured in several embellished stories that are rooted in Bette Van Loo's niece's account of her role in the war. However, this account is based on reflections and recollections of someone who was only 10 years old at the end of the Civil War. It is likely that Van Loo told her niece of Mary Bowser's heroism, and that she maybe encountered Bowser herself. But many of the stories in the account, like Bowser's photographic memory, have been either proven false, proven exaggerated, or proven to belong to someone else. There's actually a great Atlantic article out there about how mistakenly identified photos fooled NPR, Wikipedia, and libraries across the country. In that same article, historian Louise Levine beautifully notes the reality of Bowser's life story, saying, quote, Bowser's story evidences the wonderful truth that Americans of all backgrounds contributed to our history. But the enormous holes in what we have of her biography remind us that gender, race, and class also shaped how millions of Americans went unrecorded in what we rely on as the historical record, because they were restricted from holding property, voting, leaving wills, or even being accurately recorded in censuses. One author noted quite accurately that, quote, Mary Richards Bowser remains a fascinating yet frustratingly obscured figure in American history. Ultimately, the lessons she offers us may be more about the limitations of history and the powers of invention. Either way, Mary Bowser's story is one hell of a tale, and yet again reveals, as Ira Berlin evidenced, the role of black Americans in Union success in the American Civil War. Cheers!